Well, hello and welcome to episode, let's think here, I don't even know if I have enough fingers to count this, uh, one, two, three, episode number five here for Top Qualifier Radio. I am your host, Tyler Dara. Again, for the third straight week, we will be running solo tonight uh, here in the KWXD studios in Pittsburgh. And you know what? Today we are going to talk about, because I am a little bit not necessarily angry about anything or or irritated or whatever, we're going to talk about some of my biggest pet peeves in the RC world. There's There is quite a few of them out there. Um, a lot of people I would assume share some of these, but, um, but definitely going to talk about a couple of them tonight. And, you know, the first one that I want to talk about is one that was very evident to me, even when I was a younger person starting out about 12 to 13 years old, was very evident to me was these guys that, uh, that run around in, in what I would like to call quote unquote clicks. And they don't want to talk to anybody other than the people that are inside of their clique. Now, let me preface this by saying, yes, I have a group of people that I race with almost every week. That, I, that if I go to a big race, I'm going to pit next to them and do things. But I also talk to every single person that I see and just shoot the crap with them, BS with them, ask them how they're doing, how their car's doing what they've done to their car and stuff like that. I am not out there to make any enemies with anybody. I'm actually out there to try to make as many friends as I can because, to, to be honest with you, at the end of the day, nobody's making a career out of this. Everybody's just trying to have fun. The most fun that I have is whenever I talk, talk to guys at big races, like when I was at the Castle Creations race, talking to guys that I've never talked to before. Some of that is the most fun that I've had at races ever even even more so than the racing itself so for me being in a quote-unquote club or a clique that i am with with maybe 10 guys out there that we race with every week i'm not exclusive to those people and talking to those people if somebody asks me something just kind of shun them off because they're not part of my clique when i was younger there was uh, a couple guys i can remember vividly and i'm not going to name them because they possibly could be listening to this podcast at the moment but Guys that uh, thought that they were the best because they were unbelievably good. And the fact that they would want to just pit by their own guys, even though we raced with them every week, they didn't want to really help anybody. They wanted to just help their buddies. They didn't want to talk to anybody. They just wanted to talk to their buddies. It ruined it for me. And that's one of the reasons why I got out the first time was because I was tired of the drama and the clicks and the the people not wanting to talk uh, to people on uh, on site and then wanting to talk about people online, things like that really ruined the sport or the world of RC racing for me at an early age and made me not really want to go back. And then I got back into it because I had a group of people that really were like, "Hey, you know, I, I know you used to race." We want you to come back out, and ever since then, I've been having a hell of a time with those guys. I talk with them on Facebook. We talk about all the races happening around, new cars, new things around. A really great group of guys that I've kind of surrounded myself with now, and it's really turned my perspective of the RC racing community around because I know whenever I go up to Kansas City, I'm going to be able to talk to guys like Mike Garrison and like Chuck Kleinhagen and people like that every single week, and Scott Simon even, 
the the guys that are that'll be up there every single week that I will be able to go up there and just kind of talk to and BS with. And then there's the guys that I race with every week, like guys like Dustin Hamilton and Charles Henson and Chad Noble and Tyler Lucky and Brad Goulet and guys like that that I, I race with every single week. And and they're just really good friends of mine that have really made RC racing what it what it, what it is to me now. And the reason why I want to stay in it is because I have a hell of a time with those guys. It's not even the fact that I that I'm good because I I mean I'm middle of the road. I I'm not I'm not dead last in races. I'm not up front. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm middle of the road, and I haven't been into it for maybe more than two and a half months yet. So I'm coming up on three months, almost four. But, uh, but you know, getting back in the swing of things and getting better each time out and stuff, that's not even the biggest draw for me. That's one of the biggest draws because I'm just a competitive person. One of the biggest draws for me is going out there in the camaraderie with guys that I, that, I, that I race with and the guys that I see every week if I go up to out-of-town races, things like that. That's what draws me into RC racing, and one of the things that uh, that really kind of is the biggest draw for me. Now, now, pet peeve number two. Pet peeve number two is the guys that are on the driver's stand that are yelling at corner marshals. I love corner marshaling. I I uh, I think it's one of the funner things that we do. A lot of people really hate it. I actually enjoy it. I like to be able to watch a, a watch a race in my in my kind of corner and, and or jump section and and see how people are doing it. I almost use it as a tool to just watch people and analyze how the fastest guys are going through lines because I like to go to Marshall, one of the hardest sections of the track, like maybe the triple or the big double at Fast Lane or at uh, our local track over over at Chad Noble's place. Maybe the uh, maybe the middle sections and things like that. And just kind of watch people, because that's how you get good. The, whenever you marshal people, and you sit there and you watch the same people over and over and over in the one section, you emulate what they're doing, and find out why their laps are lower than yours, and just kind of do the same thing. Now, on the top of that, whenever I'm marshaling and people are yelling, "Hey, hey, get my car, get my car, get my car," that is the biggest pet peeve to me because a i'm going towards your car i'm not the fastest person on the face of the earth so i might not be getting there very fast but hey i'm trying to get there b don't yell at me when i i'm not the controller of your car unless you are running on the racing line and you happen to hit my ankle or run my foot over or do something like that to where i am the reason why you're upside down or in the pipe don't yell at me because if it wasn't for you turning into the pipe or or over jumping or under jumping and ended up upside down, I wouldn't have to marshal you anyway. If if you guys were so as good as you thought you were, they wouldn't even need marshals out there because you'd be able to just run the whole race and not need a marshal. Now, obviously, uh, none of us are that good. Even some of the pros need marshals sometimes, even though we see races where as long as people run clean lines and don't hit other people, excuse me, it's a little tired. I'm a little tired. I'm yawning. But as long as people don't hit other people, then the races are pretty clean. You don't really need marshals up at the big level races like Cactus Classic, things like that. But at the level of club racing, you you don't have pros each and every week that are coming in and racing. I've only seen one person in my entire life personally that is a 
full-time racer that that's all they do and that's jared tebow i saw him at the uh at the december race in uh fast lane the the basically the wednesday of christmas race and even then he needed a marshal every once in a while so the guys out there that are joe club racer that yell at people on the driver's stand or from the driver's stand yell at marshals you're the biggest pet peeve by not only me but by almost everybody that races you're honestly probably a laughing stock to people that are watching the race to, to to parents that are watching their kids race to to wives that are see these guys up here playing with toy cars and that's all they are you know at the end of the day i i've told people that i get really irritated when people say hey you play with toy cars but at the end of the day in, a, in the most non-discriminatory way or the most non-derogatory way we are playing with toy cars and there's no reason to yell at somebody for something that is your fault from the driver's stand so those are my two biggest pet peeves when i think about it uh other things that are pet peeves to me um i mean there's quite a few out there things that really just kind of tick me off i mean uh guys that try to win the race on the first lap especially in oval racing and i used to be that guy especially when i was younger um and i was kind of a wiry little cat um that was one of the biggest things that I tried to do was I tried to get into the lead on the first lap and hold the lead for the rest of the race. That's not obviously the way that you want to do it, especially in off-road racing when we are not racing by physical passing. You could win a race by never even passing one person physically and still win the race because you did the fastest lap and the most number of laps. Yeah, you can win a race by never physically passing anybody as far as the staggered starts go so the guys that go out there try to win on the first lap that's one of the biggest pet peeves to me is guys that go out there in the first corner and just plow through people and that leads me to another pet peeve is people that just plow through people anyway i understand that i'm not the fastest racer out there i was taught from a young age especially racing dirt bikes and motocross and then going into uh circle track racing and and, and obviously not drag racing, but being a you know, around circle track racing my entire life, that if you're slow, you're supposed to hold your line and people will go around you. The fast guys will go around you because the last thing you want to do is think, oh, I have somebody that's really fast behind me. Here comes Chad Reed. I'm going to go over to my left, and all of a sudden Chad Reed thinks, oh, this guy's going to stay there. He goes to his left, and then you guys wad each other up. That's the same thing in RC racing. If I am in the racing line and you're faster, just go around. That's all you have to do. Take one or two more turns wide or do a little bit slower section through. I don't know what it is, what it's going to take for you guys to not plow through the rear end of somebody whenever you're going faster than them. There's no reason that a leader should ever, ever come in contact with somebody during a race. There's no reason that anybody should come in contact with anybody anyway, unless you're just kind of hard racing, just kind of wheel touching, stuff like that. That's another thing. But driving through the rear end of somebody in a turn to get them out of the way so you can continue your run of dominance, quote-unquote, that is the most disrespectful thing that I can think of on a racetrack. Mike Garrison even wrote an article about this, about plowing through somebody and how you better know that that's what you want to do before you do it because people really don't take kindly to it. Now, like I said, the guys that are in the lead uh, coming up on lappers, there's no reason that you should have to drive through somebody. 
Go around them. Go inside of them. Do whatever it takes. There's there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to get around somebody that you're about to lap in a reasonable amount of time with the equipment that you have. If you're if you're fast enough to be able to lap them, you should be able to get around them in one or two turns anyway. That's just my two cents. And I mean, I've I've told you guys about my top three to four pet peeves, and and I want you guys to comment or or tweet at me at Top Qual Radio. And let me know what your pet peeves are in the RC racing world. I just don't. The guys that just plow through people, that honestly is one of the biggest pet peeves that I have. And I said earlier that clicks and people like that and big leaguers were was my number one pet peeve. And, and it is. And I think that people driving through the back of people would probably be my number two because it happens to me because I'm so slow. But... There's no reason, man, that you can't drive around, honestly. So we're going to drop that subject and move on to one of our next things. We only have, we have a little bit of time left until we're required to stop here, 15 minutes of a podcast here. But uh, a couple of things that I want to talk to you guys about, uh, new radio equipment that I'm wanting to get, um, brand new Airtronics MT44. Uh, that's a thing that uh, has been on my radio or my uh, radar <laughs> for a little bit uh was uh getting that mt44 definitely a really cool radio out there i use a futaba 3pks old school spectrum module in it i actually do have the uh crystal radio set that uh, i could put back in it and probably be work just fine because nobody else runs crystal radios so i st- i use that old school old technology it's heavy i love it it's robust it's exactly what i want now I am wanting to get a new radio. I'm not sure whether I want an MT4, an old MT4, uh, uh, MT44, or an M12. The M12 is really one that is stepping out to me. I used Chad Nobles at his track a little bit ago. Um, I really enjoy his radio. Uh, it's very, very nice. Feels good in my hand. It fits my hand well. I like the big screen. I like the drop down. The M12 is probably number one on my list of radios that I really want right now. It'd probably go M12, MT44, MT4. The MT4 is just old school. I mean, you can get them a dime a dozen almost now. Uh, a lot of people kind of getting rid of them. Not really getting rid of them, but just kind of getting all the use that they want, and then they want something bigger, fashy, flashy, brand new. So I'm in the hunt for a new radio. Also in the hunt for a new 17.5 motor. I just sold my 17.5 Phantom motor, so definitely in the look for something like that and one of the things that really is irritating me about what my buggy right now is that it almost is like a two speed i don't i honestly have no clue why it's doing this but uh whenever you hit the gas you have a slow let up and then all of a sudden the the power comes in and i don't know if it's from the fact that i have a week 13.5 my esc is a Hobbywing v2.1 really old i don't know if it's going bad uh, I, t- I, I mess with the punch settings, turn it all the way down to zero, punch all the way to 10 punch, nothing. So no idea, ready to get a new Hobbywing X10, XR10, uh, ESC anyway. So that could be the next thing uh, going in the B6. Also, no longer a short course driver, guys. I uh, got rid of the short course just a, a couple days ago. So once again, want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast here. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know what your guys' is, uh, pet peeves are, what you guys are looking forward to in the next couple months. Uh, email me at, or excuse me, topqualifierradio at gmail.com. 
Tweet at me at Top Qual Radio, Q U A L in the middle there. Or uh, or uh, just give me a, a comment on Facebook. But uh, everybody, like I said, keep it shiny side up. We'll talk to you next time.